I love to watch our president. I mean, he's a highlight of my day. He got uh, on TV the other day, he said, it's not my fault, nothing's his fault. I mean, everything that's going on is not his fault. I want everybody to know that. But, uh, you know, you listen to these uh, guys that's supposed to be in charge of everything, and I laugh at the, uh, these people that think that uh, the environment, you know, global warming and the seas are going to rise and flood us off or it's going to freeze or it's going to melt the ice cap or they got everything in the world. But uh, it's like uh, Tucker Carlson was saying the other night, this thing of, of, of global warming and environment is a religion. And you know, I got to thinking about that, and he's exactly right, because the Bible is very careful to tell us that Jesus holds all this together and by his word. Think about that for just a minute. The, think of all the stars that we see shooting through the sky at night, and none of them ever hit the earth but little fragments. If just one of them hit the earth, it could destroy it. And yet God's Word said He can't do it unless He allows it to. And I got to just sitting there thinking about those things and, and how that, uh, the devil works in getting, to, getting people to believe a lie. And one of the ways that uh, the devil works is he wants everybody to believe that this earth is going to stand forever. Now, these environmentalists and those that's claiming that everything is changing, he's exactly right. They're exactly right. To the degree that it's changing in God's direction, this earth is going to be destroyed. And it's going to be destroyed by God's power, not by any other reason. God's going to destroy this earth one day, according to Peter and several others. And... What the devil is trying to do is scare everybody to death and uh, just uh, cause us to live in a different direction. And he wants us, I believe this, God wants his children to be happy. I really believe that. And I'm not happy about the gas prices, all right? But uh, just to show you what I'm talking about, I don't want to make a point because I'm going to get something in a minute. I believe God's in control. God's working to a plan, and a certain plan, about this earth and about the people on this earth. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Now, there's coming a great day ahead of us. And I want you to turn to Isaiah 35. I'd just like to read that little chapter to you as we start about God has a plan, and He's working to that plan for our future. Now, in Isaiah 35, verse 1, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, and the excellence of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands, and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. 
even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of waters, water. And the habitation of dragons, where each lay, shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain uh, joy and gladness and sorrow, and sign shall flee away. Father, would you bless the reading and studying of thy word? We're excited about this great day that you're mentioned here. Uh, the kingdom of God is coming one of these days, and we're going to be in it. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, according to the Bible, God has a plan for the future. There are certain things that we must keep in mind when you think of God's future program. Now, God has a program, and God is working to a program. God is sovereign, and is complete. He is in complete control in the affairs of this world. God will have the final word in nations, in men, and in women. God is active. God is doing something. God is working to a plan, a program. There is nothing haphazard about God or His plan. God is working to a careful, ordained, prescribed, and mapped out of events. God has revealed His program in the Bible. Remember this, please. Now, history is fulfilled prophecy. Prophecy is unfulfilled history. All of God's prophecies relating to His future program will be literally fulfilled. Only as we study the prophecies in God's Word can we know God's future program then. And when we understand God's future program, it will powerfully influence our character and our conduct. There is some things that God is working to that we need to see every day. God's program for the church, God's program for Israel, God's program for Satan, God's program for the earth, and God's program for the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, the church, meaning all who have been born again by God's Spirit. John 3 and verse 5. They're redeemed by the precious blood of Christ, 1 Peter 1. Uh, they've been baptized in the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 73. Now, I said that uh, to get you to understand. Just because Biden goes to church does not mean he's a Christian. Some church. Just because we see people in high authority and they go to church and they want to make out like they're Christians does not mean they're Christians. 
The Bible makes it very plain who is a church of God. And what that means is only believers are the body of Christ, the church. It's not this building. It's not Baptist. It's not Methodist. It's not and so on. It has nothing to do with religious names. It has to do with do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and His shed blood and you applied it to your sin that and you're baptized in the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. If you are, that makes you part of the church of God. Now God at this very time is calling out of the world of all nations, both Jews and Gentiles, by the Holy Spirit and the Bible, those who believe Jesus is the Christ, the Savior from sin. Right now, all over this world, we look at little churches like ours and say it doesn't seem like much is going on. We look at big churches and uh, big organizations and we see that they're not preaching the blood of Christ and they're not te- getting people saved. We say nothing is going on. Yes, there are. It's God is still saving souls. And He's still saving souls all over the world. He's still at it. Now, when Jesus comes again at rapture, every believer, both those who have died and those who live, will be raised and raptured into His presence, according to 1 Thessalonians 15, uh, uh, I mean 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Now, then will take place the marriage supper of the Lamb, Revelation 19, verse 7 through 9, and the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, when believers will be rewarded for faithful service at 1 Corinthians 3, verse 12. God's plan for the church, then, is all that belong to Him will not only be with Him, John 17, 24, but we will be like Him, 1 John 3, 2. That's what we're aiming for. You know, every child of God wants to be like the Lord Jesus Christ if they know what they want. Because the Bible says that's what we ought to try for. Let me read you something. Look, uh, turn with me to Romans chapter 8 for just a minute. Romans chapter 8. And I want to begin to read uh, just one verse, please. Romans chapter 8, verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called... Them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. The whole idea is we're human beings. Somebody said we're just like Jesus, just like God, because we're made in the image of God according to uh, the book of uh, Genesis. We're not like God now. You go back and think about it for just a minute. Adam was made in the likeness of God without sin. He was perfect in that. Can you imagine a perfect human being, Adam and Eve walking on the face of this earth and talking and fellowshipping with God? That actually happened. But then sin came in this world and they both fell into sin and they were changed. And from that time on, if you read and study, and when they had children, they were like Adam and Eve. They were the offsprings of Adam and Eve. And so we're in a state now, we're sinners. We're changed. You know, my, I, I want to think like God. I want, to, I want to know in, now the Bible says we see through the glass darkly, but one day we'll see everything as it is. Won't that be something? To see everything as God sees it? 
You, you know, you can't do that without a glorified body and glorified mind. Now, listen to this very carefully. Moreover, whom he did predestinate. Now, there's a group out there that teaches predestination. God predestinates you go to hell and you go to heaven and so on. Ain't a thing you can do about it. That's not taught in the Bible. The predestination is taught in the Bible because here it is right here in this verse. What is predestination? Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. God's foreknowledge knows who's going to be saved. But he will not make you be saved, but he knows you will be saved. So, and, and that's the foreknowledge of God. Because of the foreknowledge of God, whoever trusts the Lord Jesus Christ is predestined to go to heaven. You can't change that. That's the reason you can't lose your salvation. Once you get saved by the grace of God, you're saved forever. Why? Because God has predestined you to go to heaven. But watch this, please. I'm not going there in this body. This body's going to be changed. And I'm going to have a glorified body. That's what I'm excited about. I want a new body. I want a glorified body. I want one that thinks like God wants me to think and acts like God wants me to think and be like God wants me to be. Now that's the program for the church. God has a program for the church. Every believer. What's that program? To be like Him. And we will be one day according to the Scripture. Now, God's future program includes the gathering the restoration and the revival of the nation Israel. 400 years now, God's people, the Jews, have been scattered over the world. But even in this day and hour, they're returning back to their own land, the land of Israel. <clears throat> in God's time, all Israel will return. Now that's why that I'm so interested in what Russia is doing over there with Ukraine. Did you know that most of the Ukrainians are Jews? There's a bunch of Jews in, in Ukraine. And it bothers me that they're killing them like they are over there. Now, God has a program, though, and He's working to that program. Now, here's the great truth. Not only is God going to gather the nation of Israel to the promised land, but he's going to revive Israel. When Jesus comes again, Israel's time of blindness will be over. Right now, you try to talk to an Orthodox Jew. If he's an Orthodox Jew, he believes that the Messiah is still coming. He hasn't come yet. They're still looking for the Messiah to come. They're blinded. God said so. But one day that blindness will be removed. And as a nation, now I'm not talking about individuals. I am talking about individuals within the nation, but I'm also talking about the nation Israel. Right now, every individual is under the law, under the day of grace. Any Jew, any Gentile, or anybody else that will come to the Lord Jesus Christ right now can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ if they desire so. But right now, the devil has blinded their eyes and they can't see the truth. And I've talked to many a Jew and tried to lead them to Christ, and they will not hear it, except once in a while you get one to understand Isaiah 53, and it's talking about the Messiah. And He has come. Now, according to Zechariah 12, verse 10, though, all Israel, 
all true Jews will believe in that day that Jesus not only is the Messiah, but he's the Savior. That's salvation. So the nation Israel will be saved as a nation one of these days, and God's got that program working, and he's working to that program. Number three, God's program includes the banishment of all sin, sorrow, evil, and of Satan himself. Do you know what causes all the evil in the world? Sin. Satan. He's the back of it. Satan is back of every sin that anybody commits. Satan is a liar, the Bible says, and the father of it. Now, Jesus cried from the cross, it's finished. What's finished? John 19, verse 30. When he died, he rose again. Jesus got victory over sin, death, hell, and the devil. Now, think about that. (coughs) When Jesus died and rose again, he was victorious over sin, death, hell, and the devil. Revelation uh, chapter 2, 21 and verse 8. So, that God's program include the banishment of all sin, sorrow, evil, and Satan himself. And won't that be a day when God gets rid of him? God's future program includes the establishment of a new earth, beautiful, righteous earth. 2 Peter 3, verse 10 and 13, Revelation 21, verse 1, talks about this earth is a beautiful place, and it is now, but it is tainted with sin. Man has messed it up and polluted it in every way. But thank God, one day, when Jesus comes back with his own this earth, it will be brand new, uh, renovated by fire, burn all the dross over, if you could, of sin, and God's going to make a new heaven and a new earth, like the Garden of Eden in the beginning. God created this earth and said, It's good. Amen? And one day it will be good again. Now, God's future program includes the exhortation of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. At this present time, Jesus was rejected and scorned by many. But one day he will be exalted. Amen? First, Peter, First Timothy 6, verse 15. Which in his times he shall show who is a blessed and only potentate the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, this past week I had an unusual thing happen to me. I, I, I go out to uh, Panera Bread, and I, I go out there so much lately, I like that soup they got and that sandwich they got. I go out there so much, they hey, Mr. Ledoux, how you doing? And they start calling me by my first name. I told my wife I've been out there too much that doesn't call me by my name. But I, I walked in the other day, and the, the manager of the store, I'm always kidding her, she come over to me and she said, Hi, Mr. Ledoux. She turned around and walked off. She come back. She said, Can I ask you something? I said, Sure. You're a leader of people, aren't you? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I am a pastor. I knew it. She said, I knew you was a preacher. And uh, she said, You just show it all over you. Now, I got news for you. Won't it be something? one of these days when all of us glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in our life, 
in our countenance, in our talk, in our speech, everything about it, that we're going to glorify the Lord, that all the world can see that Jesus is a potentate. He's the King. He's the one to be glorified. We see God's future program includes the church. It includes the restoration and revival of Israel, the banishment of sin and Satan, the restoration of the earth, and exhortation of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Now the next great event will be the personal return of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. John 14, verses 1 through 3, Jesus said, I go away to prepare a place for you, and I will come again. Acts 1, verse 9 through 11, 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16 and 17, Revelation 1, verse 17, all speak of one thing, and that is Jesus is coming back to this earth. Every day I get up and I say, Lord, it sure would be a good day for you to come today. Amen. What a day that would be. <clears throat> There's a song that they sing every once in a while, and I strictly don't believe in singing. And that is, wait a little longer, dear Jesus. And they, they're talking about wait a little longer and we can get somebody in. That is the unscriptural song that's ever been sung. We're not to say, wait a little longer, dear Jesus. You think of that. Every second that Jesus does not come back, there's thousands go off into hell believing that Jesus is not the Savior. Think about that. I pray even so come Lord Jesus today, not only that sinners might be saved and go to heaven with Him, but I want to see Him glorified. I'm tired of people using His name in vain. I'm tired of hearing people curse Him and slander His name. One day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is the Christ. Now the only question is according to Revelation 22 and verse 20 says even so come Lord Jesus. That's what I pray for every day. Amen. And don't worry about our government. I'm <coughs> I want the very best for me and my wife and my kids and my church and the people that I know. I want the very best for us now. But according to scriptures that ain't going to happen. It's going to get worse. This world is going downhill. And ain't a thing you can do about it because it's in the program of God. One day, Jesus is going to come back. He's going to change all that. Amen? Now, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to be the best Christian I can be. I'm going to glorify God's name the best I can. I'm going to take care of the environment the best I can. But I'm going to live the life that God has given me to live. I, it's, it's something I despise. I, I, I've never understood this. When I went out, me and my wife went out west one several years ago, and we went through the Indian country where the Indians, part of, part of the country where the Indians live, and the, the beautiful streams, beautiful water, just as clear and crystal clear, and you ride down the mountain streams and you come through some of these villages and things, and you see cars pushed down into the river. You see refrigerators thrown off the cliffs into the river and all kind of stuff in the waterways. I said, my goodness alive. Don't they realize that that's what they're drinking? That's part of them? And they're polluting it? 
and carrying it. People don't care today. I go fishing in some of the prettiest, clearest lakes you ever seen, and you walk around, you look, I mean, you're driving through the water, trolling around, and you look down there, Budweiser, Coca-Cola, cans, everything else. Everybody crying about the environment and what's going to happen. I got news for you. There's sin still in this world, and sin is still ruling and reigning. And as long as it is, it's going downhill. Amen? And ain't a thing nobody can do about it. God's working through His program. But I'm looking for that day we'll be out of this mess. Amen? Glad I'm saved today. Let's pray. Father, would you bless each one who's come today. Bless the coming hour. May we glorify thy name in everything we say and do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much.